Well, church, let's go to the Word of God now as a way of preparing ourselves for prayer. 1 Peter 5 and 6 has a word for you and I in a way in which we can uh, connect with God's Word, but also focus ourselves biblically and spiritually. So if you would, uh, let us offer these words responsibly. Join me, please. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Amen and amen. Let us go to the Lord in prayer, church. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, O oh God, each and every one of us needs a faith medley in our lives. Lord, it keeps us going. Lord, it strengthens us spiritually. Lord, it, it even helps with our walking and our talking. Lord, that faith medley, it comes through the gift of music. It can certainly come through the gift that is Scripture. Lord, singing those words of faith, Lord, can lift us up and not tear us down. So, Lord, we need the faith medley in our lives, Lord, because it's so very often to be tempted to turn from you and to turn from the holy things that are yours. So to be reminded, Lord, in our hearts that the faith medley is there and it's for the taking and that we all as people of faith can take part in it, Lord. Ultimately, it's saying we need you. We need all of you, Lord. We need your son, Jesus Christ. We need the cross at the forefront of our lives, seeing it, knowing it, and believing in it, Lord. We bring to you this day our prayer concerns, certainly those spoken and those unspoken prayer requests. Lord, you know who they are, so we pray your mighty hand and heart upon them. In the name of Jesus, Lord, if we find ourselves in a slump this day, through the power of the Holy Spirit, Lord, place that faith medley on our spirit ears, Lord, and on our heart. Lord, to get us out of the muck, out of the mire, out of the pit, so that we can see your light and embrace it. We all need a faith medley in our lives. It's all about stepping out of the boat into your loving arms. Give us the faith always to do so. Lord, we continue to pray ourselves around the world, certainly for Israel, for other peoples of faith, for Christians around the world, for Christians here in our community and in our very church. Protect us and keep us. Give us the strength and the faith that we all need, Lord, to live a life for you. And we ask this now and always in the powerful name of Jesus Christ, who gave us the Lord's Prayer Church, praying together now. Please join me. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen and amen. So, uh, church, please uh, forgive the, the state of my voice. It, it, it's not what it should be, but I got to be honest with you. I, I started sneezing on Friday uh, around the afternoon, and I didn't stop sneezing until Saturday about noon. So, my, <laughs> my, my voice is not the norm, but that's why. So, it's probably, uh, somebody even told me that there's pollen even in the air. So so anyway, so I just wanted to update you on my voice. Somebody uh, humorously said, uh, you sound like Rod Stewart, preacher. So there you go. Kind of a gravelly voice. Look, I'll take that. You know, I, I, I'll, I'll certainly take that as a compliment. Oh, oh, Fuzzy said that's a reach. Okay, well, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, he's just jealous, uh, she said. So, I get it. Well, let's uh, let, let's get to the word this morning, church. If you would look in the center section of your bulletin, real quick, there are some notes there that I want you to be uh, made aware of. So, a, a, as something speaks to you, or you want to jot a a note about the scripture or about the. Uh, the, the the sermon, please do. I want to want to make that readily available to you this morning. But we're going to be looking at a very important text this morning. That's important for a variety of different reasons. Uh, number one, what God establishes in this text is a covenant. Okay, so I want people of faith. I want you and I. Uh, to be aware of and to understand what a biblical covenant is, okay? Where it comes from, its purpose, and its point as well. And then we will get into an understanding, uh, a better understanding, about in this covenant, God gives a sign, and that sign is the rainbow. So I want to take each of these things from a, a biblical understanding and point of view. So let's look at the text this morning. Uh, we are going to Genesis chapter 9, verses 8 through 17. It is projected on the screen. If you have your Bibles in front of you, please read along. And the Word of God says this. Then God spoke to Noah. And to his sons with him, saying, And as for me, behold, I establish my covenant with you and with your descendants after you, and with every living creature that is with you, the birds, the cattle, and every beast of the earth with you, of all that go out of the ark, every beast of the earth. Thus I establish my covenant with you. Never again shall all flesh be cut off by the waters of the flood. Never again shall there be a flood to destroy the earth. And God said, 
This is the sign of the covenant which I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for perpetual generations. I set my rainbow in the cloud, and it shall be for the sign of the covenant between me and the earth. It shall be when I bring a cloud over the earth that the rainbow shall be seen in the cloud, and I will remember my covenant which is between me and you and every living creature of all of the flesh. The waters shall never again become a flood to destroy all flesh. The rainbow shall be in the cloud, and I will look on it to remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all the flesh that is on the earth. And God said to Noah, This is a sign of the covenant which I have established between me and all flesh that is on the earth. Church, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen and amen. So church, just a a little bit of background that leads us to our focus text this morning. So going back just two chapters... Okay. What the Word of God tells us okay, before the flood comes is that the earth was corrupt and filled with violence. Now, just, just, just let, that, let that sit with you just for a minute, okay? That the earth was corrupt and filled with violence. The point I want us all to know, of course, is not much has changed. Amen? The earth was corrupt, and it was filled with violence. So God then initiates a plan, okay? And he puts it into forward motion. He picks a man named Noah, and he tells Noah, I want you to build an ark, What he also tells Noah is, I'm going to spare your family, and I'm going to spare the animals. So get to building, okay? And then sure enough, the flood comes, and it literally destroys everything. Another way of looking at this is God cleanses the world, earth, of its violence and its corruption, okay? So that's what's going on before. Now we move right into our focus text today, okay? And after the flood happens, after everything is destroyed, after everything is then cleansed, okay, God says to Noah, I'm going to establish a covenant with you. Now here's what I want us to know, okay? This is this is important for our biblical understanding. Church, this is the very first covenant between God and man. It's established right here in the book of Genesis chapter 9. So just know that. If someone were to ask you down the road, "Hey, this idea of a covenant, okay? Where does it start?" We don't have to look any further than the book of Genesis, the ninth 
chapter, the first human divine covenant happens right here in this text. Now, the word covenant, okay, what does it mean? Okay, in the Greek, it simply means a binding promise, okay, a binding promise. So I, I look at a covenant in a binding promise in this way, okay? Anything that is bound, okay, it is held together tightly, okay? It is put together, weaved together, okay? Connected in a very, uh, in a very strong kind of manner, a binding promise. God and man, this is something that is tightly knit. Think of a book, for instance, okay? For those of you that still read paperbacks or hardbacks, okay? Look, look, at, look at that spine, okay? It is bound tightly, okay? A binding promise. It is woven together very, very tightly. Also, okay, in this idea of a binding promise that God makes with man in a covenant, okay, it's made to last. You see, it's not here one day and then gone the next, okay? This is something that, in fact, is eternal. It's made to last. You, you remember that great quote that Ford had built, Ford Tough, okay? I, I think about that, and I think, you know, God has built this covenant, made this covenant, and it is built God Tough. It's made to last, made to endure, because it is, in fact, from God. So let's go back to the word, okay, and look at the word covenant, which, by the way, if you'll count up the number of times that the word covenant is used just in this passage, five times, okay, five times. So let's go back to the text. I, I'm going to look at verses 9 and 12 so we can understand about a biblical, a biblical covenant here. Verse 9, it says this, And as for me, behold, I establish my covenant with you and with your descendants after you. Remember, it's made to last. It's built to last. So, yes, it's a covenant that was made for Noah and for his family, but for the generations to come as well, you see. Not just for a certain period of time, but for generations to come. Now, let's look at verse 12. This is God speaking. And God said, this is the sign of the covenant which I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for perpetual generations, built to last. It's bound. It's bound with the very power of of God. So God reassured Noah with a covenant, and then he sealed that covenant with a sign, okay? So there's a covenant, okay, a binding promise, and then he seals it then with a sign, a visual, okay, as a reminder, 
okay? That sign, of course, is a rainbow, okay? A rainbow. And, and we've got a, a picture of a rainbow, of course. We all know what a rainbow is, okay? We see rainbows and we marvel at rainbows, uh, the beauty of it. Well, in Hebrew, I want you to know what the word rainbow means. <clears throat> this is fascinating, okay? It means a battle bow, a battle bow, okay? It looks like a bow, right? Well, the idea is, okay, in Hebrew, that the battle is now over, okay? God did battle with corruption and violence, and now the war is over, okay? So you have a reminder of violence and of corruption being defeated, and the sign that matches the covenant is the battle bow of the rainbow, of the rainbow. Now get this. The word rainbow was used three other times in Scripture, okay? So a total only of four times, okay? Three other times the rainbow was mentioned, and let's put those on the screen now. The first from Ezekiel 1.28, and I'll read it for us. Like the appearance of a rainbow in a cloud on a rainy day, so was the appearance of the brightness all around it. This was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of the Lord. So when I saw it, I fell on my face, and I heard a voice of one speaking. Okay, let's go to Revelation 4 and 3. It says this, And he who sat there was like a jasper, and a sardis stone in appearance. And there was a rainbow around the throne in appearance like an emerald. And verse 10 and 1. I saw still another mighty angel coming down from heaven, clothed with a cloud, and a rainbow was on his head. His face was like the sun, and his feet like pillars of fire. So you see, church, every time there is mention of the rainbow in the Word of God, we are talking about the almighty, all-powerful presence of God and what God is doing. Now, having said that, I would be remiss if I did not say what I'm about to tell you. Church, there is a big difference. There, in fact, is a huge difference between God's intention for the rainbow and man's intention for the rainbow, okay? Now, listen very carefully, okay? God's intention for the rainbow, okay, was about forgiveness, it was about truthfulness, and it was about faithfulness, okay? Forgiveness, truthfulness, and faithfulness. In its purest form, 
in the word of God, God's intention to seal that covenant with a sign was about forgiveness, truthfulness, and faithfulness. I will never again, God says, cleanse the earth in this way. And he signed it, sealed it with the rainbow. Let's go to the word of God and back that up with the word of God. Verse 15, watch this. And I will remember my covenant, which is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. The waters shall never again become a flood to destroy all flesh. There it is, right there. Faithfulness, forgiveness, and truthfulness from the very mouth, from the very voice of God. That was God's intention for the rainbow. We need to know what the author himself said that the rainbow was to be and keep it holy in that way. Let me wrap up with this. God is a covenant-making God, church. God is a covenant-making God. Here's what I mean by that. Let's go to verse 17. And God said to Noah, this is the sign of the covenant which I have established between me and all flesh that is on the earth. Let's hear that, and then please take note of this. And this comes in, in the way of caution for you and I, to be cautious of something. Church, when God makes a binding promise, okay, to you and I, to people of faith, what that doesn't mean is that you and I are to go about our merry way and forget God, to turn our backs on God, to rebel against God, to uh, forget God or erase God in our lives. Let's not ignore God. And here's why. Because when God delivers you and I from something, whether it be an addiction, an illness, financial troubles, whatever it is, when God delivers you and I for something, it is always God's intention to lead us towards something better for his purposes. Let me say that again, okay? When God delivers you and I, or a family member, or a friend from something, it is always God's intention to lead us toward something better for his purposes. It's almost as though we've heard this. If a door closes, okay, it would then be God's intent to open up another door, okay, to lead us towards something better for his purposes, not for man's purposes, because man's purposes are fallen, okay? They're fallible. 
but toward his purposes. So let's read verse 17 again, and then I want to pray for us. And God said to Noah, this is the sign, the rainbow, of the covenant, which is a binding promise, which I have established between me and all flesh that is on the earth. We are reaping those benefits right now. Glory be to his name. Let me pray for us, please. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, it's very, very important that we know what your word says versus what the world says about something that comes from your word and takes on different meaning. It all starts with your word. It all starts with your voice. It all starts with that spark, Lord, that gets the fire of the Holy Spirit going. We need to know your word, Lord, because your word, quite, quite frankly, is under attack, Lord. More and more of the world is becoming more and more hostile toward your word and toward people of faith. And it's so very easy to sway back and forth, Lord, in church, but in the world, and then in the world more and more. So I pray in the name of Jesus that each and every one of us knows that we have a choice. We have a choice to stand upon the solid rock that is your word, or we can stand in quicksand. But the problem with quicksand is we sink. We sink. Lord, I pray, Lord, that if we are wrestling Lord, with our faith or in our relationship with you, Lord, I pray in this very day, Lord, that you can take us out of that sand, Lord, that sinks us and back toward your grace and your glory. You will leave the 99 to find the one and that speaks to every one of us this day, for you are a covenant-making God, and you will never leave us nor forsake us. I pray, Lord, that prayer for that one or for that many that is wrestling, Lord, this day. Lord, let us seek you in all that we do and know that we will have, Lord, and partake and benefit from the everlasting covenant that was made by you. Lord, let us know those blessings. Let us continue to experience those blessings for us and for all, Lord, who choose you. For you are the solid rock in which we stand. In Jesus we pray. Amen.